Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of A Great Day for Freedom. I do want to apologize. I did say that I was going to try to get this out uh, this past Wednesday. Um, it is uh, January 29th. Um, unfortunately, uh, real life gets in the way sometimes, and we're a little bit late. Um, for those that don't know, I uh, because of uh, COVID, um, yet again, I had to switch my career path. So it went from computers to the medical field, now back to computers. And I have a very challenging class. So while I hope to get it done on this past Wednesday, um, it's actually being done on Friday instead. Uh, that being said, welcome. I want to welcome the lovely Ferrari with me as well. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's podcast night tonight. <laughs> As you can see, she is all filled with piss and vinegar. Um, that being said, uh, we were very happy to see that the inauguration of uh, President Joe Biden. Oh my and, God, it has been that long, hasn't and, it? And Vice President, and Vice President uh, Kamala Harris uh, went off. Uh, actually. Without a hitch. And, uh, yeah, in all serious seriousness, it was a beautiful, yeah, beautiful ceremony. It did snow and it was cold in the beginning, but then the sun came out, and I really wish they would have let Joe Biden wear his aviators because yes. he was squinting the whole time. But you know what? It just showed him to be like a real person. <laughs> I, you know what the the thing is 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 I I I liked how they did everything. They they kept, you know, the public. You know, we're in uncharted territories with the pandemic, mm -hmm. and with um, extremists or however you want to word that. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Biden has a lot of problems that he inherited yes uh and you know i'm gonna get into the people that want to slam biden and and there's some people that actually are like well if he even survives four years and implicating that he you know then he might be you know assassinating stuff seriously honestly and and again here well, and here here's they're not implicating assassination well, and they're just implicating these the oldest president we've ever had well, like why would you wish that on anybody? well i i i want to i want to get this out of the way okay um since i don't typically do this they're very likely will be swearing in this podcast so uh if that offends you i apologize um I'd love to say that I'm going to tell you earmuffs before I swear, but, you know, uh, sometimes that well, doesn't happen. we're both very passionate about everything. Yeah. If, and... if you're one of those people that wants him to die or wants him to fail, seriously, go fuck off. Yeah. Um, because I, because I, if, you, if you are truly an American and you want this country to be better. Oh, wait a minute. You mean like the patriots that yeah. started an insurrection or well, here's the or thing. real Americans? We should all want this country to succeed and be better. And I, there's... I, I never feel like we get down to the root of things on this podcast. Okay, well, here. I'm, I, no, 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 no. no we'll, we'll get down to the root of it real quick then. You're right. In this country, do we 
pledge our allegiance to, and I'm not talking about, you know, pledge allegiance to the flag. Right. But do we put the man before before the 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 ground rules that were laid out by the forefathers that founded this country or do we put a a person a person in front of that in other words is a person is one single man more important than that than than, than that document than the constitution well, con or is the constitution more important than one single man this country has been around for what like 200 and what, 1776 to 2021 now? I mean, we're looking at almost 250 years. And probably 95% of the time, it was an allegiance to the ideas and the country and the flag and, you know, whatever. But... Over the last four to five years of Trump running for office and then being president, there has been about half of the country, or close to half of the country, that pretty much pledged allegiance to a man under the guise of pledging allegiance to the Constitution when he did nothing well, I to uphold the constitution i want i want to actually go back a little bit further than that um it started well you you could actually say it started after kennedy but okay. um i am yeah. i'm you you slowly started to see that the constitution was eroding and whoever was president was more important for whatever reason um, whether it be because of their ideals, whether it be because they 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 were they were, I remember when people actually were 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 stating, well, he should be president. Why? Well, because he looks like Robert Redford. I can't even remember what oh, president yeah, that was. Oh yeah, no. Well, I mean, the reason that Ken, one of the big reasons why Kennedy won was because television had just become such a big thing nationally. And that he looked better on television yes. than his opponent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, image is a huge thing. But honestly, in this country, the people, the people that run this country, and I'm talking about the politicians alone, because they are heavily influenced by the people who have money, corporations and billionaires and old money in this country greed runs this country. Well, I mean, when you think about it, you you were born in the 80s, and mm -hmm. in the 80s, you know, again, you know, not to quote a line from a famous movie, but, you know, greed, at one point in time, greed was good. Unfortunately, capitalism has gotten to the point, though, where it's backfired. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen that this week. Oh, you, yeah. You want a perfect example of that? This week with uh, the GameStop uh, being bought up by a number of people that got together on Reddit mm -hmm. to decide to buy up a bunch of stock in GameStop, which is interesting because for those that don't know, 
GameStop actually was in the process of structuring before declaring bankruptcy. Right. If they, to avoid declaring bankruptcy. I had to explain this whole thing to my boss because, of course, my boss, having worked her whole life, does have some investments, but she has somebody who takes care of it for her. Um, and, she, you know, I asked her, you know, do you, you know, did you see what happened yesterday? And she's like, I don't understand what happened. So for those of you who don't understand what happened, because I don't play the stock market. I, you know, I had a 401k that I cashed in 12 years ago when we had to find some money when, you know... Yeah. There was, you know, some financial issues. You know, we're not going to go into our personal lives, but Before you explain this, mm-hmm. can I explain one thing real quick because it sure. might play into what you're going to what ahead. you're going to talk yeah. about. When people sit there and they look at the stock market, when they look at the Dow, when they look at the Nasdaq, what people don't realize is that's speculation. It's right. not and I mean, yes, it's an actual price that you can buy right. uh, uh, shares of these companies, but it's speculation. It's it's very similar to uh, the oil market. Yeah. Uh, those oil prices that you see when they when when it goes up and down per barrel, it's not the it's not the actual price. I mean, it is the actual price, but it's speculation. That's why if there's turmoil in the Middle East, you'll see the price per barrel, go, you know, skyrocket, right. you know, and then other times it'll go down. To sit there and say that a president was in charge of that is a joke. Um, yeah. Just like to sit there and say that a president is in charge of, of, of the market. Okay, so you might be instilling confidence in the in, in, in hedge, fund, hedge, fund, hedge fund managers, which I'm sure Ferrari is going to get into, yes. but all it is is speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that speculation, though, can make or break a person financially. Um, yeah, and wasn't there a stock market crash in, like, 87 or something that was almost as bad as the stock market crash? Yeah, I Great believe Depression? it was. I believe it was. Oh, yeah, then... we're, we're on track for this. Um, so, trying to make a long story short, and thanks to whoever put it out on social media of explaining what was happening, because it became a viral thing that I kept seeing... What hedge fund managers do with the stock market is they borrow stocks of companies that they think are failing, such as GameStop. Yeah. And what they'll do is they'll borrow those stocks and they will temporarily sell them for what they're worth right now. So let's say, you know, three days ago, GameStop stocks were selling for, I don't know, $10 a share. I don't know what they were exactly. I but, think it was 30 but... But, you know, to make it easy, $10 a share. And they temporarily sold them, and then 24 hours later, GameStop stocks had declined to $7 a share. So these hedge fund managers then buy back all of the stocks that they had borrowed and they make a $3 profit on every single one of those stocks and give them back to the people that they borrowed them from. Well, there's a group of people on Reddit that basically have nothing to do with their lives and they've admitted that. And they go on the stock market and they screw around. They 
take bets, they invest in stocks that they think are failing just to see what happens. You know, they, there was one, one post that I saw about a guy whose dad had lost everything back when the market crashed, you know, back in 2009, which we had an, you know, we had personal, you know, issues with, and he took something like his life savings or a college fund or something that his parents had put up for him and bought up all this GameStop stock when it was supposed to fail. So what had happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> these hedge fund managers know that GameStop has been having financial issues. Yeah. They've been closing stores. They've been on the brink of filing for bankruptcy for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's gotten worse over, you know, surprisingly so, enough during the pandemic, it got worse when actually more people were buying stuff from right. GameStop in anticipation of possible Lockdowns, uh, uh, lockdowns and, yeah. and things like that. So these hedge fund managers were like, okay, we're going to buy a bunch of, it's called a squeeze. They're going to buy a bunch of this, or borrow, let me say, borrow a bunch of GameStop stock, sell it, and then buy it at a lower price. Somebody on Reddit got wind of this. And in this group of people who play with the stock market like this said, Let's see what happens if we all buy GameStop stock. So yep. these hedge fund managers dumped this borrowed stock and the Redditors bought it all. Yes. And raised the price. Now, when these hedge fund managers borrow and sell this stock, they only have a certain amount of time to turn around. So they ended up having to buy the stock back to give it back at a higher price than what they dumped it for. And they lost. And a the last lot thing I saw was almost $20 billion total. Yes. Now, here's why this is important. The next day, Robinhood, TD Trade America, and I believe there was a couple others with the deal with daytime traders. Any app that like you as a regular person or I as a regular person could go, I want to get involved in the stock market. Yes. Any of these apps They stopped you from buying GameStop and other uh I, I believe they were called red mark stock. In other words And they forced people to dump their stock. Yes. Which, which I actually read a story earlier today that there was a 10-year-old kid whose mom had bought him GameStop stock for Kwanzaa at 8 years old. And because these apps forced them to give it up, they basically said, we're seizing your stock and here's your money. Now. He made okay. thousands of dollars. Okay. Now, here's the thing. And... It's interesting because in one of my classes this week, actually, we were talking about SEC and the regulations and what you can and can't do with stock, uh, in particular in the IT field, but it did deal with stock in general because everything's computerized now. Um, uh, Robinhood had a good excuse in the fact that, well, we've never run into this situation before and we just thought it was best to shut everything down. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that? Well, maybe you shouldn't develop an app that does what that does if maybe you don't you understand your, how it works. Yeah, and maybe you shouldn't make your mission statement 
to allow regular people to play the stock market in order to better their financial situation. Now, the thing that I in particular like, loved about this is you have... It showed that people like us and people like like you you know the regular casual listeners, regular people. people can sit there and I'm gonna use a term that Ferrari used, put the squeeze on hedge fund managers. Look, if you think that the government doesn't do this itself, it's already been admitted. Alex Grayson already well, caught just talking tr- about what these hedge fund managers do. Is manipulating the stock market. It is, but the Treasury Department manipulates it as well. That was uncovered by Alex Grayson about 10 years ago, who's a representative from Florida that got the Treasury Department to admit that they artificially inflate the stock market um, to uh, uh, make it more appealing to investors. That's manipulation. If you or I did that, we would be in prison. So... Uh, and, and, well, and the and government does that, That's too. the unfortunate thing is that there these hedge fund managers and people who make their living off of the stock market are trying to say that what these Redditors did was illegal. And it's the not. Only, okay, no. The only way it would be illegal, the only way it would be illegal is if, 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 they, did, if they caught anyone that gave them a lead on this actually was a involved with a hedge fund in a way where they were a hedge fund trader or a hedge fund manager or worked for a hedge fund company, then it would be illegal. Yeah, but we have seen so many times people who work in Congress who have heard of, let's say, the coronavirus hitting or like Nancy Pelosi when she found out that Biden was going to try to make the government fleet electric vehicles and bought Tesla stock. Yeah. That's insider trading, guys. Yeah, and that's, I mean, unfortunately, the the, the government is more guilty than anybody else when it comes right. to manipulating the stock market. Um, again, there's been numerous articles uh, via business journals uh, that stated at the height of the, well, I want to say the height of the pandemic, but that's technically now. We're still now, yeah. Um, but at the beginning of the pandemic, when there was the shutdown, what they were doing is they were, they were investing a trillion dollars a day mm-hmm. into the stock market to keep the numbers high because obviously Trump wanted those numbers to look high because if the numbers looked high in the stock market, that would, you know, most people equate the economy with the stock market, and that's actually not the case. Yeah. The economy is a lot more complicated than that. Uh, yeah. It does deal with inv- it, it, it deals with evictions. That's why you're hearing about evictions so often. It deals with 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 uh, um, you know the, the the gross domestic product GDP. It deals with interest rates. It deals with so many different the things. The stock market reflects. The economy that affects rich people. Well, and consumer confidence to some extent. Yeah. But yes, it does. And but, you know, I don't. I you know, I I don't. I don't know how professional it is to speak in memes here. But somebody put out a meme that said, even if trickle down economics worked, even just a little bit, when the stock market was soaring, 
there would not be people in line at food banks. No, there wouldn't be. No, you as know? a matter of fact, uh, through the course of the pandemic, um, there the 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 wealthy uh, made uh, and I think this was a median number um, one point trillion more dollars than the year previous uh, I don't know if they got that by by because again they that the article didn't disclose this I believe it was in Business Week um, and poverty um, there is drastically more people uh, that are now mm -hmm. below the poverty level. Yeah. As a country, look, as a country, your country has failed you. I've said that. I think it was on the very first podcast, and I'll say it now. Mm -hmm. Your company has failed you. Yeah. Now, what I find interesting, and, and, and I know there's something you want to get into, or we're going to get into it in a minute. What I find interesting is right after Biden was elected president, um, I, I, a, I, like, I asked and I egged people on to try to get them on the show, in particular, in particular Republicans. Yeah. And to the point of, hey, look, if you're going to go and you're going to talk shit, I'm giving you a platform. Mm -hmm. Defend your beliefs. Yeah. And we were actually supposed to have one on this show. Because he decided that he wanted to write. Now, I want to remind everyone that when Trump was elected, I never said anything nasty about Trump. I said I didn't vote for him. I didn't want him as president. But I hope he does well. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, Republicans are... Republicans are interesting at this point because if you get them one-on-one, -on -one, they back down or they say, well, I don't want to ruin a friendship because we have different political beliefs. Um, the person who was supposed to be on the show was, well, you know, I am a conservative and I, I, I just, I, I hope that you're, you know, hope that you're okay. You know, if, if I get very heated with my beliefs and I, I simply replied, I'm fine with that. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, that doesn't mean you can attack me. Nowhere did it say I was going to attack him. Um, I even said I wouldn't attack him, but I would make him back up his statements with facts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he didn't want to be on the show anymore. Yeah, let me think about it. Yeah. So it's important and because one of the reasons that I got pissed was because, and we're seeing this with more and more Republicans is, Copied and pasted. Feel free to feel free to do the same if you agree, or pasted or borrowed from a friend. Look, you dumb son of a bitches. Think with your own brain. Mm -hmm. I realize that's difficult because, as we've seen, most Republicans lately actually do not have a college degree. So, I realize thinking with your brain is difficult for some of you. Actually, for a lot of you, um, but. Try it. It actually works. So at any rate, I want to read what what. Well, I mean, there's no sense to me actually reading it. Pretty no. much, pretty much what it is is 
they're blaming every single thing. They're saying that 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 Harris and and AOC uh they're they're gonna end up kicking Biden out underneath the 25th Amendment. Um look, if you didn't boot Trump out under the 25th Amendment over the past two, three months once he lost the election, you're not gonna boot Biden out, okay? Yeah. And for those that say that Biden is 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 has dementia or or any other neurodegenerative disease like that, please, I beg of you, I I I literally am sitting here on my knees begging, come on the show and tell me what qualifies you to say that. I actually have certifications that actually qualify me to diagnose someone with dementia or other neuro neurodegenerative diseases. I know how to deliver the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Battery. I also know what other battery of tests that, that, are, that are administered and how to administer them and how to read them. I have yet to see one person that says that he has dementia that actually has even seen the Montreal Cognitive Assessment battery. That's the one that Trump bragged that he passed with flying colors. My dog or cat can pass that test with flying colors. That's how easy it is. It's not used to determine your mental capacity. It's 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 used to determine whether or not you uh, have brain function enough to to whether it's used. Actually, we use it to diagnose uh, things such as dementia or or Alzheimer's and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not the only tool, but is one of the tools that we use. Yeah, it can be an um, indicator. So that being said, look, if you're one of the people that sits there and says, borrowed from somebody else, or I don't like Biden, but, and then you pretty much list off all the reasons you wish he wasn't president, seriously, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And let's just say, like, the invitation is always there for anyone to come on this podcast. And here's the thing. I mean, we have... You know, I mean, we have members of the LGBTQ community who are ready to come on here. We have local Florida representatives and state senators that are ready to come on here. Um, but we're looking for people with, like, actual opposing points of view that want to come on here. And they always yeah. chicken out. Yeah, every single time. Be brave. Support yourself. Su defend your opinions. Come on here and talk to us. Because here's the thing. Like, I am, I will say right here, I am not a religious person. I am a spiritual person. You know? And I mean, and anybody, I will say right here, like, I believe in the universe and the astrology. And, look, we were talking about Mercury retrograde earlier and things like that. And I know that people will come back on me and say that, you know, like, that's not real, you know? But I will go turn around and say, like, well, you know what? I can poke holes in your theories of religion and God and whatever, you know? But that's what I believe in. But I don't say that as my defense here on the podcast. No, if you're going to say something we that... We use facts. No, and that's the thing. With, with politics, you need to use facts. Mm -hmm. What people need to realize is there's multiple problems that Biden is carrying that no president before him has had to deal with. 
he has to deal with all the damage that Trump did. And as mm -hmm. much as you might love Trump, I'm sorry, guys. The fact is, he fucked up the country bad. Yeah, he did. A, okay. He um, and he's not the only one. I mean, here's the thing: we've talked. You know, Ferrari and myself have talked about this uh, privately. Pretty much every president for the last sixty to eighty years at this point has caused problems. To some extent, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, but but the thing is, with Trump, it's more of like a cult. Mm -hmm. Where before Trump was the main, uh, I, I, the, the, the main, the main man, we'll yeah. put it that way, uh, the main person that you could sit there and blame for all this, it now has kind of diffused out. Where we're starting to see, I mean, you have one representative, uh, Marjorie, and I forgot her last name. I'd have Marjorie to look Taylor it up, Green. Uh, that that sit there and at one point actually tweeted, I believe it was, or sent messages about assassinating uh, Republican or, or uh, uh, not Republicans, uh, Democrats, I believe it was, that didn't believe in the same things she believed in. Now she's a piece of work. Well, she's she's very heavily into QAnon. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge part of the problem. And I've got news for most people that sit there and still support Trump. Actually, I've got news for most Republicans. Sorry, guys. Most Republicans at this point are looked at as QAnon supporters, even if you're not. Yeah. Even if you're not. You've kind of like made your bed and lied. In it, it, you know, like. Well, if you remember, you know, my, my, my. My, my mother and my grandmother, you say, you lay down with dogs, you come up with fleas. And it's almost the same thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, leave the Republican Party. That That's totally up to you. The Republican Party is, is screwed as it is. There are people leaving the Republican um, Party in droves. I'm, I'm leaving the Republican Party. I, I will mm -hmm. tell you right now that probably within the next week I'm switching parties. I don't know what I'm switching to because I honestly don't like the Democratic Party either. So I'm probably right. going to switch to being independent. But, I really wish there was a progressive party, but so do I. But I, I, I will not be part of a party that sits there and watches a president encourage people and have people on stage like Giuliani that says that we're going to battle. Do you remember what the exact phrase was? A uh, uh, trial by combat. A trial by combat, and 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 and, and you're going to sit there. You're you're you all pretty much admitted that Trump spurred these people on in the insurrection. Most of the people that were arrested in the insurrection said that they were there because Trump told them to. And then when it comes time to bring up the impeachment trial, you say that it's not constitutional. I really don't want any party that doesn't even know how the Constitution works. And if that doesn't work for you, I got one better. Ted Cruz was against us re-signing back into the Paris Climate Accord. Saying that what the hell, you know, we, we, Biden says, you know, America first, you know, much like Trump did. So why are we going to enter into an agreement that benefits Paris? Now think about that for a minute. Just think about that for a minute. Does anybody 
realize why it's called the Paris Climate Accord? If you honestly think that that just means that we're all sitting here trying to fix the climate in Paris and screw everybody, you are an idiot. Or a dumbass, as Ted Cruz was called. Um, Lauren Bobert was actually one of the ones who said that she doesn't work for the, the people of Paris. Uh, she's a fucking whore. <laughs> I, I, look, 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 no, I, look, if that offends anybody, sorry, go ahead, feel free to message me. I will explain why I say that. She seriously There's is so a whore. There's so much that we could get into about her and her husband and everything. Like it's, it's She should have never been. You know why she got elected? Because, because she looks a, pretty and most of the males want to bang her. She's that's, hot. She's hot and she says she carries a gun. Yeah. That's why. And that's why. The fact of the matter is she should not be where she is. And I'm not this has nothing to do with what she did on the day of the insurrection. This has to everything to do with the fact that she's an idiot. Mm. So is Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. And if you think McCarthy is any better, where was McCarthy the other day? Oh shit, that's right. You know where he was? He was in Mar-a-Lago visiting with Trump. Yeah. If you think that Trump isn't still pulling the strings, yeah. you're fooling yourself. But so tell me, how does that equate to democracy? Yeah. No, it, it, that's it's ridiculous. But going back to what you said about um the the insurrectionists that, you know, were doing Trump's bidding basically, now the uh, the infamous QAnon shaman, you know, the guy who showed up in the deer skin and horns has said he is willing to testify in the impeachment trial of Trump because he is one of the ones who said, I am here because Trump sent us. Well, many of the QAnon supporters are, are mad mm -hmm. because Trump led them to believe and, and look, they're mm -hmm. gullible, whatever. I, I, you know, I mean, here's the but thing. He fanned the fire he, he he took people that were gullible. I mean, honestly, you know, art of the deal should actually be art of the con. Mm. I mean, he's a con man, and everybody knew that. When you voted him in, you knew that he was a con man. If you did not know eight years ago that he was a con man, and you voted for him thinking that he truly was a good businessman. four years ago, but yeah. I oh mean, yeah, his, four years his ago. His entire public career he has been a con man yeah and that's and that's the thing what he did is he's seen an opportunity he's seen people that believed in ridiculous bullshit mm -hmm. and he fed into it and he got them riled up yeah and anytime that you get people with strong convictions riled up nothing good is going to come out of that i i mean if you want a great example um uh, go ahead and look at Waco or mm -hmm. look at the Manson family. Nothing yeah. good came out of that either. As a matter of fact, who did Manson kill again? Wait, who did Manson kill again? Uh, you mean Charles Manson? Well, yeah, I'm not talking about the singer. Yeah, Marilyn Manson didn't do any. Charles Manson did not kill anyone. So why was he in jail for life? Because he incited... And he planted the seeds into the Manson family of revolution and civil war and to kill the Hollywood elite. Wait a minute. Short of the killing the Hollywood elite, and even that might be questionable, 
Isn't all of that what Trump did? Inciting a revolution and a civil war and killing not the Hollywood elite, but assassinating senators and congressmen that you don't like? Yeah. So, why isn't he going to jail for the rest of his life? Um, Because there are senators and congresspeople who are still sucking his dick. Yeah, I'll say it. No, go for it. I already warned people that we're going to say whatever we want. Um, that are saying that the impeachment is stupid or unconstitutional or a waste of time. Oh, those are all things that Marco Rubio said, aren't they? Um, I really would love, I would love if somebody could give me an interview with Marco Rubio because I want to tear him to shreds. Just like I try to tear him to shreds in the comment section on his Facebook page. I wasn't going to segue to this yet, but go for I it. I would love to segue to this right now because he is my favorite person to troll on Facebook. Um, you might find that Jeff Brandis might be a good one to troll because he, he actually yeah, oh, we'll, we'll get into Jeff Brandis. Um, I did see that he posted something about the marijuana thing and like, I'm so proud to be a marijuana thing. And then, yeah, we'll get into Jeff Brandis in a second, but I really, really want to talk about Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio is like a little friggin' hobbit. Um, and, I mean, if if you saw him get schooled by the Parkland teens after that school shooting down in Miami... Uh, Anna did a pretty good job. <laughs> Yeah, Anna's Anna's been doing a fantastic job with everybody. If anybody, okay, when we say Anna, just Anna Escamani, yeah. yes, um, you you might not realize her name now, but in two years, you definitely uh, will. She is cause... getting a lot of press coverage. Um, Marco Rubio is one of those ones that's still on the Trump train. Um, he over the last few days. We'll just go over the last few days because <clears throat> um, I, I can't cover everything. Um, yeah, he has called the impeachment trial stupid, a waste of time, unconstitutional, whatever, and then intersplice that with, like, every once in a while he'll throw up, like, a feel-good story of, like, some little kid who's, like, beating cancer, which is, I'm not minimizing that at all, because that is something that, like, you know... There should be no kids with cancer. And we've talked no, about this I before. Agree. That, like, there should be no kids, no military veterans or active duty military who are fighting for health care or anything like that. And any child who recovers from cancer, that's an amazing thing. Any person who recovers from cancer. But there's no reason. In this world, in this day and age, no kids should be suffering. No, but to see a hypocritical Republican conservative politician use that as a way to make himself look better sickens me. Um, Marco Rubio will go on there and post about, I'm going to be in part of the March for Life, and that, you know, I'm pro-life, and I am for every stage of life because he's anti-abortion. He does not care about people who are living. I have commented on his posts and said, why don't you stop tweeting and Facebooking and actually do good for the American people? There are people who are suffering, who have no food, who are in food bank lines, 
who can't afford their rent, who are getting evicted. He sits there and calls the impeachment trials a waste of time, yet he's on Twitter and Facebook not as much as Trump was when before his account got, you know, deleted. But he is on there enough where you could be doing some work, bro. So that's my issue with Marco Rubio. And if we want to talk about Jeff Brandis, who personally we thought was cool because he definitely helped I- us out a lot last year. And I am totally cool with pushing the marijuana bill through. But Florida, as a whole, as a majority, voted to increase the state minimum wage. We're not talking about federal minimum wage, which Biden signed that federal employees are going to be $15 an hour. We voted to increase the state minimum wage across the board Starting this September, it starts at $10 an hour, and every year increase a dollar until it hits 15 Brandis now comes out with this, well, I think that businesses should have the option to not have to pay felons and people under the age of 21 $15 an hour as a minimum wage. Which, let me remind you will not be $15 an hour until five and a half years from now. Actually, six and a half years from now. Okay. But you go ahead and talk Florida, about Florida is an interesting state. Florida um, Florida is an is a, is a overwhelming Republican state. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it got flipped over. Um, and, and now even in the Florida legislature, they wouldn't let anybody speak to the Florida surgeon general about COVID. Um, they, in years past, if you remember the very first time that making marijuana legal for medicinal reasons was on the ballot, it passed overwhelmingly. I think it was like 70% or, or, or more. Mm-hmm. And that still didn't work because it didn't pass in the legislature. So the legislature was like, no. The second time it was on the ballot, it was like closer to 80%. And at that point, they couldn't deny it. Because if they denied it, uh, then a lot of people would be out of jobs. Um, Florida is a state that is run by a governor that pretty much um, he's he, – he, he he has no balls. Um, he will sit there. He will come out. He will make comments, most of which end up on, on, on mainstream media because they're making fun of him. And when asked difficult questions, he will do one of two things. Most often, he will run off. Well, he if doesn't he, really run. Well, okay. He, he will shuffles. walk off, much <laughs> like Trump. When, things went, when, when, when the heat came on, he walked off. Uh, but he's even worse than Trump because it doesn't take much heat before DeSantis walks off. Uh, or he will sit there and try to argue with you, and then when he loses the argument, he walks off. Uh, or storms off, whatever. I, you know. Um, the fact is, is this state is one of the worst states in the country 
as far as how it's being handled. We actually And we're rank, not talking COVID. We're not talking unemployment. We're not talking financially. We're not talking. Well, I do want to touch on COVID. It's everything. It is everything, everything, but I do want to talk about COVID. Yes. Moving on to the COVID thing, we actually rank 43rd in the nation as far as, as uh, uh, vaccinations go. We're yeah. sitting on half of the vaccinations that were sent to us in a stockpile. You and cannot, don't they expire? They do. They do. And we're going to probably find that we're going to have to get rid of a lot of those because they probably will expire in time. Um, he also was the first governor to completely and widely open the state to everything. We're also ranked third in infections fourth in, in deaths nationwide. The United States as a country is ranked fourth in the world as far as uh, uh, infections and deaths for, from COVID. I remember when this first started, everybody said, oh, it's nothing more than a flu. So how many of you now know people that have died from this? Because I know several. Yeah. Um, still think it's just the flu? Because I got to admit, I think I know one person that has died from the flu um, in my whole 46 years of life. Yeah. Um, the fact is, a lot of people didn't want to listen, and, and that's what happens. Um, you're going to see the Super Bowl happen. Why are you going to see the Super Bowl happen? Because of money. You're going to see WrestleMania happen. Why are you going to, And they announced today they're going to have fans there. Uh, and look. I'm glad that we're getting back to some type of normalcy. Um, it was good to see UFC this past weekend have some fans. Now, to be fair, that was in Saudi Arabia. I don't know how they handled that. Knowing how the UFC has handled COVID, I have to assume that the fans probably were people that worked in the shops on Yaz Island that were already quarantined. Um, or part of the like Saudi family, yes. and you know things. And like the that. Saudi family doesn't want to take any chances either, because if there's a COVID outbreak, you're going to lose out on on having a relationship with the UFC that is planning on building a performance center in Saudi Arabia. Um, you could say whatever you want about Saudi Arabia; that's great, well, and good. But guess what, guys? The fact of the matter is, they're handling this better than the United States. And it's not by killing people to catch it. It's actually by taking care of them. I know that people hate hearing this, but Saudi Arabia has a better medical system than the United States right now. Yeah. And that's a fact. Um, and if you want to dispute that with me, please, by all means, you're more than welcome to come on, but present proof. Um, and, and, and that, and that, Again, you know, we, we, we'll start slowly winding this backwards or winding this down or however you want to word it. But the fact of the matter is this. As far as Republicans go, well, let's look at Congress. Congress right now doesn't know who they can trust. And that's in both the House and the Senate. You cannot run a country when you can't trust the person sitting next to you in, you know, across the aisle from you or next to you. They don't know who we already know. I mean, it's pretty much been 
a a conclusion that there were House representatives and or senators that were in on the insurrection, that knew ahead of time, that helped some of these people. They know that. They just don't know who. And they're not going to accuse anyone until it happens uh, or until they actually have concrete evidence. But they're, they do argue about this on the actual floor of both the Senate and, you know, in uh, the House. They don't trust each other. They're almost resorting fisticuffs. It's almost like watching, you know, Parliament in England now. Um, the fact of the matter is, is this. We have seen that they've taken away your rights to trade stocks just the other day. Now, it was reinstated today, but they don't want you to get rich. That's why they took your stocks away, which, by the way, via SEC rules, I believe once the investigation's over, that stock needs to be returned at the value that they took it from them. Yeah. Um, which is going to be very interesting because who's going to pay for that? Yeah. Um, they don't want you to make money that way. No. The Republicans don't want you to have stimulus relief because, again, what they're seeing with stimulus relief is many people are actually using it to pay off debt that they've racked up because of not having a job because of COVID. Um, I would think that you'd want it to pay off some of that debt, but they don't because that controls you. Yeah. Debt controls people. That It's simple as that. Why do you think that student loans are such an issue? Because as long as you have a student loan, you are controlled. This isn't a, and it's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. No, you want to talk about divisiveness in this country. It's not right versus left. They, they, they create this right versus left. And they try to make you think that the left is going to take your guns. Oh, no. And the left wants to kill all the babies. And the left wants to do this. And, you know, the right doesn't care about, you know... Oh, you I know, know, gay people and doesn't care about, you know, people in general. Like, no, the the divisiveness in this country is the 1% who are hoarding all the wealth and the 90% of us who are struggling, who are in debt and whatever. And there's like that 9% of people who think they're rich and think they're part of the club, but they're really not. No, um... Look, everybody wants to believe that someday they're going to be rich. I'm guilty of it, too. The difference is I'm actually working towards it. Yeah. Um, Ferrari is working towards it. Um, we work nonstop. If anybody wants to question how much time that I put in between school and, and trying to work other things out this week, on average, between 12 to 15 hours a day. A day. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah, you, you guys, like, Mandrake doesn't sleep. I mean, he sleeps, but he doesn't. Like, you know, because I know that your brain is still working even when you're sleeping. Oh, yeah. you don't actually fully sleep. Um, and, I mean, th this has been something that, you know, we've gotten used to, like, 
you know, not only are we married, but we're best friends, but we are on opposite schedules. You know, like I have a, an eight to five regular job. And so I sleep like a regular, like 10 PM to 6 AM, like normal capitalistic working person schedule. Um, you're up all night. Yes. And you sleep half the day, but then you get up and you do your schoolwork and you work all through the night on different things. You know, I mean, that's how this podcast gets produced right now. That's how, you know, Outbreak Entertainment is still, you know, an actual functioning company is because you're up all night. And, you know, and then your schoolwork, too. And he really, even when you sleep from, what, 6 a.m. to noon or whatever, you kind of sleep. Yeah. You don't actually sleep. No, I don't. And I want to... I. So that's part of it. I also want to bring something else up. I seen that someone that was a a, a gun advocate, um, autumn you know automatically sat there and, and blamed an increase on guns and ammo on Democrats. Um, why not? And. I'm just curious, and anyone can come on here and, and tell me why. Why not sit there and contact your lobby, the NRA, um, about this? I mean, other than the fact that they declare bankruptcy for restructuring. Um, the NRA is supposed to actually fight for your rights so this actually doesn't happen. Instead, you put a meme online blaming Democrats. Yeah, that's going to do a lot. Um, Listen, uh, here's the thing. I Well, I, I am a registered Democrat. I am more progressive and more left than most of the old school Democrats. Um, I don't want to take your guns. I understand that there is a want and a need for people to have guns. I am all for responsible gun owners having a gun in their possession to protect their home or hunt or just for recreational use to go shoot. I understand you need some sort of output to, you know, do something that you enjoy. I am not, you know, I have almost all of my coworkers go to the range to shoot their guns. You know, I understand. You know, it's something that you enjoy. It's something that you think, and it is. It is your right to own a gun if you, you know, so choose to do so. But the left, the left is not going to take your guns away. No, I will like, say, I, I this. it's important that I say this, though. Elizabeth Warren is calling for a, a tax increase. Um, 30% federal uh, tax on rifles and shotguns, um, uh, which is a significant increase from the current rate of 11%. 30% on handguns, tripling the current rate of 10%. And a 50% tax on ammunition, um, which is nearly a five-fold increase from the current rate of 11%. Um I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, am I, I'm against that, actually. Um, 
I think that instead, certain types of weapons should be taxed more. But this just pretty much taxes any rifle or shotgun, any handgun. And the ammunition, taxing the ammunition, I, I, you know, again, there's people that, that, that do like going to the range and shooting mm-hmm. just to blow off steam. And right. there shouldn't be any problem with that. Yeah, I so, think I think there, there needs to be more, like, if you buy the ammunition at the range and use it at the range, there shouldn't be a high tax on it because you're not using whoa. it, you know. I don't think there should be a tax on it. I, I mean, no. obviously there should be the, the current tax. Right. But I don't think raising the tax... Look, if you think that raising the tax is going to stop uh, 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 shootings or stop... It's not. Any, no. It's, it's, well, it's not going to work. Well, even talking about other harmful things, alcohol, tobacco, there was um, a research, a study that I read, I think it was in France, that they found out when they raised the tax on cigarettes... People actually smoke more. People smoked more. I can tell you that yeah. because I used to smoke. Yeah. And I mean, like, I went to the liquor store today, and I mean, I only spent 20 bucks, but, I mean, the tax on liquor is high. You know? I mean, it's a potentially harmful thing. Does it stop me from going to the liquor store? No. No, and it's not going to stop people from buying guns or rifles or ammunition. No. They're just going to bitch about it. But if you really want to do it, look, stop stop blaming the Democrats as, as a whole. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren was the one that said, if you would have said Elizabeth Warren is a bitch because she wants fine, fine. <laughs> right. Because then you're actually telling the truth. Yeah. <clears throat> but to say there... But to sit there and blame the whole party. No. Um, no, I mean, when, again, it, when it comes down to it, if people as a whole had a decent education, had decent health care that didn't cost them exorbitant amounts of money, and a means to make a decent living... Crime would not be an issue. Drugs and alcoholism. I mean, you're always going to have some people that are prone to crime or drugs or alcoholism or being a bad person or whatever. But for the most part, if you give people the means to have their basic needs taken care of, if people are sheltered, if they're fed and they have clean water and they have health care, and they have an education. I I want... You're right, but I want to go back to something. Mm-hmm. Um, Republicans, and in particular McCarthy, but mm-hmm. Republicans as a whole, um, are against... Uh, Susan Collins uh, is a great example. Who, And for those that don't know who Susan Collins is, after Trump was impeached the Left, first time, yeah. she said, "Well, I don't think there's no need to proceed it and, and you know proceed uh, through the conviction process because I think he learned his lesson." Obviously not. He didn't, and it made Susan Collins look like an idiot. Right. Um, but she also was the one that says it's a little premature to look at a, a new stimulus package. Um. 
here's the thing, and I'm gonna release. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to state some personal information about myself, which I really don't do, and it's probably gonna be the only time I'm gonna do it. The fact of the matter is, is I worked for a major computer company, which I can't name, but right. it you've heard of it. I guarantee you've heard of it mm -hmm. for 15 years. I was one of 45 people that were considered an expert in a particular software package. That was when the very first recession hit because uh, um, the – uh, toxic loans, uh, toxic house loans bubble burst. Mm -hmm. And I was laid off. I got a severance package that lasted me all of six months. Uh, but really... I don't even think it lasted. Really I, I don't it even, didn't last us that long. But. No, because again, it's not that we weren't living outside our means. We were living well inside our means. We did have money saved up. But again... We had no credit card debt at the time. We didn't owe any money. We were renting at the time. I mean, we're still renting, but, you know, it's not like we had a mortgage. We didn't have car payments. No, I think our rent was like 1200 bucks. Yeah. You know, um, which for Florida, for, for a nice condo, and is cheap, actually. And for what you were making... That was nothing. We, were, we, we easily covered that well, without a problem. And that's what I'm going to get to. I was making roughly around 85 Give or take ten thousand dollars per year. Hundred thousand, you mean? Yeah. Well, that's why I said give or take. But yeah, I mean, we could say a hundred thousand a year. That being said, after I got laid off, I got hired again by another company, which is a a major company that you know of. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it, but mm -hmm. it's a it's a major technology company, uh, and we dealt a lot with law enforcement and things like that. Um, I got hired nowhere near the amount of money I was making before, mm -hmm. um, but we made it work. And I was also going to school at that point in time to work in the medical field. Yeah. And I got laid off from there because times became tough and it wasn't a full blown recession, but times became tough. They consolidated and they moved all of their North American offices to Chicago. So I got laid off there. I was given the option of moving to Chicago or being laid off. Moved um, to Chicago on our own dime. Yeah, that was yeah. They weren't going to pay for it. I had to move. We we would have had to move on our own dime, um, and that just wasn't going to happen. Um, so at that point, again, I was laid off. So I finished school, and I got hired working in a medical facility, uh, working with older adults. Uh, um, that have neurodegenerative disease. Um, I got my certification to actually diagnose dementia and other neurodegenerative diseases. And then I started focusing on the neurology aspect of it, uh, such as CTE and, um, how the neurons act and, uh, Parkinson's could actually be included in that as well. Uh, and I did that. Now this whole time I'm busting my butt. You know, I'm busting my ass. And at that point, it got to the point where I wanted to go to graduate school. So I had to quit. Not going to blame anybody else but myself for that particular one. The other two, the government fucked us. Well, and, I mean, part of that, too, was the, the car accident when we got into. Well, and that's the other thing. And that's why I was going to get in get into. 
when I was 25, uh, I played ice hockey. I was checked from behind. I could have went headfirst in the boards and possibly been paralyzed or lift my head up. And if I did that, my knee was going to go first in the boards. To me, it was like, okay, well, I've gone knee first in the boards before. I'm okay. Uh, unfortunately, I was not okay with this one. It actually shattered part of my pelvis. Um, it's called the acetabulum. Uh, fractured into a number of pieces. And I've got two plates and seven pins in there. Uh, and I was told that by the time I'm 50, and I'm 46 now, by the time I'm 50, I'm going to need that hip replaced. For the past two years, I have had a lot of trouble walking, uh, and people close to me have seen it. Now everybody sees it because I walk with crutches, and if I can't, if it's a, if it's a far distance, I, I have to use a wheelchair. Not once did I use a GoFundMe. Not once did I do anything. You know what we use that stimulus money for? To pay for doctors, to pay for medications, to actually put food on the table. We were lucky enough where we were able to save some of that because we knew we, we don't trust the government. Look, if the government doesn't trust itself, how the hell do you expect the citizens to trust the government? And so... We were fortunate in that fact, but now we're seeing Florida and FLDO say that you have to jump through all these circles. Now, thankfully, through people like Anak Sami, Carlos Smith, who's another representative in the Florida legis legislature, um, Vanessa Brito, who works for uh, particular newspapers, and she's also an, uh, a, a, a advocate for the public, in particular with unemployment. Those people have been a huge help. Um, at one point, Jeff Brandis was a help. I'm not saying he's not a help now. Do I agree with what he's doing? No, but I still believe that deep down inside, Jeff Brandis is a good person. I don't think every Republican sucks. I just think that the majority of them that have to brag every single day to remind you that they're a Republican or that they're a conservative, those people... They suck. Mm -hmm. If you have to remind people every single day, oh, I'm a conservative Republican. Yeah, well, guess what? You know, I that that's that that that's like me going online and being like, "Hey guys, I'm straight." Does it really matter? No. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe it matters to some people, but it doesn't matter to me and it shouldn't matter to anybody else. Or it'll be like somebody that's a homosexual going out and say, hey guys, guess what? I'm gay every single day. Who cares? We all should be aiming for the same thing, which is improving this country. And if that really is not your goal, or if you can't say that you want to improve the country without saying something negative about Biden in Harris, then you're not sincere in what you're saying whatsoever. Yeah. So for the guest that I was supposed to have on, if he actually does listen to this, um, while I've known you for years and while we are good friends, no, I wasn't going to attack you. But I was going to make you back up your facts. And... 
really all you did was you just proved that you're insincere. You're insincere as hell, actually. Um, uh, you, you, you're following the guidelines, you know, you're following what the Republican party was when you joined it 30 years ago, which bless you, which isn't the same Republican party as we have right now. Um, finally, I do think that we need to talk about something that's actually very important. Now, Biden did pass 40, I think it was 42, it might be a little bit more now, executive orders within his first week in office. That's a lot. Now, it's important to understand that a lot of those were revoking certain things that Trump uh, uh, did um, that did not benefit the country. Um, but give Biden a chance, give him a chance, you know, and I say that because a lot of people, everybody loves saying how nobody had it as hard as Trump. Really? Like, seriously? Um, most people openly said they didn't like the guy, but they were willing to give him a chance. And then after a year of seeing that he was only out for himself and seeing that he made very stupid mistakes. Um, they gave up. And at that point, it was open season on Trump. And it should have been. It should have been. He should have been called out for his bullshit. Um, just like Biden should be called for his bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, so far, Biden hasn't done anything overwhelming that can be called on on i right. mean look i think he's taking the wrong way to get the stimulus package through but right you know again uh, what are you gonna do though when there are these people who are still so far on the trump train that don't want to work and don't want to pass it because it's biden well here's what you have right now in congress you've got a group of Republicans that are, uh, they, they, they believe in uh, the word that's being used is Trumpism. Really what they are is they're, they're, they, they either believe that they, they put Trump before the Constitution or they're yeah. QAnon supporters. You have some diehard QAnon supporters that feel like they got burnt by Trump. Right. And then you have some old school Republicans that would like to actually have things the way it was 20 years ago. And then you have the Democrats. And with the Democrats, you do have some progressives. You do have some people that are very aggressive. Um, I, I, and you have some centrists. And yes. You, have, you know. Um, but the Democrats, for the most part, can get on the same page if it's best for the people. I've said before, I'm not a big fan of AOC. That being said, I'm becoming more and more of a fan because... She actually cares about people. Yes. Even though she has very left views, and I know that that's difficult for you, she cares about people and she wants what's best for the people, the working people, the people like us, or the people who are worse off than us. You know... That's who she's fighting for. Well, that's and that's and that's because that's how she grew up. It's important that you put out worse off than us. 
Because I want people to realize I could easily go on disability or I could sit there and apply for Medicare or, or Medicaid, whichever one right. I'm but covered under. But here's the problem is that the way that, they, the way that that system works, they take everything from you. Yes. You're missing the point, though. Let me get to my point. Mm-hmm. The point is there's people worse off than me. Yes. And I don't want to rely on the government for that. I also want to mention something else because Republicans love saying this. I am against, you know, I, I, I'm against small government. Um, I got well, news for you guys. Republicans want, technically want small government. They're against large government. They're against government. big government. Yeah, they don't want government regulation. I, that, well, that, that brings me, with the small government thing. How did that work for you with COVID? Um, yeah. Certain governors really screwed the pooch on that one. Um, yeah. South Dakota yeah, being one I of them. I can understand not wanting government involved in everything in your life. No, but when no, it comes of to not. a public health re- a public health crisis, or you know, government regulation to make sure that corporations aren't screwing over the working people, and that we need government regulation in certain instances. No, you we we do. Um, and again, that that goes to they're all for deregulation. Um, okay, deregulation. Well, let's think about that. Who actually knocked down net neutrality, which would have actually deregulated uh, um, certain things regarding the Internet um, and actually made it more competitive, which would have actually been able to keep prices down and so on and so forth. Oh, wait a minute. It was the guy that Trump put in charge of the FCC that knocked that down who happened to be a Republican. So if you're going to be against, you know, regulate, you know, if you're going to be all for, uh, uh, or if you're going to be against deregulation or all for deregulation, you got to make a choice and you got to stick with it. If you don't like regulation, then you can't <laughs> knock down something that's going to deregulate shit. Because it just makes you look like an idiot. The Republican Party at this point, and I've said it before, I honestly, truly believe that it's going to take three presidential election cycles. That's not to say that we're not going to have a Republican in office during this time. We may. But it's going to take three presidential election cycles for us to actually fix the Republican Party if they want to fix it. If they want to fix it. And the only way you're going to fix it is getting a lot of the people that are corrupt out of there. And there's corruption on both sides. So this is my hope is that this actually splits up both parties. I hope that the Republican Party actually splits into a QAnon or whatever party and the Republican Party. And I hope the Democratic Party splits into the Democrat and the Progressive Party. And that, that brings us to four major parties, plus the Green Party and whatever else you want to throw in there, Libertarian or whatever, because this whole two-party system is no, not working. It doesn't anymore. work. 
So we're going to wrap this up, but I want to wrap this up with something for, for, for everybody to think about. Trump's not the president anymore. Yet Thank God. He still controls way more than anybody gives him credit for. Hence the reason McCarthy and Lindsey Graham, on a routine basis, meeting with him at Mar-a-Lago. Can I just throw this in there? Yeah, go for it. I, I've said this to you. Who in their right mind elected anybody with the last name McCarthy? Okay, yeah, that, that's a very true thing. But regardless of that, the fact is they're still meeting with Trump and then bringing Trump's ideas back into Congress. Yes. Which means Trump still has major influence there. If you want to fix things, you're not going to impeach him. Okay, that it's not going to happen. He's not going to be convicted when, when they go through the impeachment trial. Um, and I really hope the Democrats realize that and just say, you know what? Screw it. I do hope that the district attorneys, with all the investigations around Trump and his family, right. finally arrest him, put him on trial that's not a trial of senators. Right. Well, and I wonder if that's what they're waiting for. I think they're waiting for the impeachment process to finish. So Maybe. That then they can, they can kind of like jump in on that. But they can't be federal charges. They have to be local because right. then, uh, you know, or actually, I think if, if it's federal, they can actually come down. Uh, if it's, if it's, if, if it's local, like if it's say uh, charges that are based from the state of New York, I don't yeah. think DeSantis has to extradite him. Uh, if it's federal, on the other hand, yeah, DeSantis would, isn't going to have a say. He would have to extradite him, yeah. Because if you think that DeSantis is going to extradite Trump... But here's the thing, is can't there, there are going to be local charges potentially because the reason that Mar-a-Lago gets the tax credits that it does is because it is not a residence, it is a business. Okay, you're right. But think of the state that we live in. It's DeSantis, I know. Think of our governor. Yeah, I know. Do you think that that's really going to matter? It's not. No. And and so, you know, again, just think about this. And again, and I do this every time. And every time Republicans are silent and I've got a bunch of Democrats that want to come on. Um, which we will uh, very yeah, shortly. Yeah, we're going to start having but, people on the Again, this is meant for Republicans. If you really have an issue with what I'm saying, grow a set and come on. I've noticed on, you know, and I've said this before, I've noticed on the, on the podcast Facebook page, when I post something, I tell people, look, back it up with facts and do not privately message me yeah. because then I'm going to make it public so I can humiliate you publicly when you're wrong. Yeah. I'm not telling you to come on the show so I can humiliate you. I'm telling you to come on the show because maybe you actually have facts that I don't no, have. We want some civil discourse here. No, the only the only thing I won't tolerate is you gaslighting. If you gaslight, right. that's it. Uh, it's yes, I will trash you online. I will yeah. trash you online. But if, but if you're going to have civil discourse and you're going to have true actual facts that are not coming from a, a, 
a site that specializes in gaslighting. And just to throw this out there, that does include Fox News. Yeah. Um, you know, then, yes, I'm going to prove you wrong, and I'm going to say it. So, again, please, if you have an issue, come on. Because if not, I'm left to think that either you're all idiots or there really isn't as many Republicans that believe what they say they believe in. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person that if you actually believe in something, if, you, if you're if you that convicted in your beliefs, then you're going to stand up for them. I've noticed that that's why I don't fit into the Republican Party. The Republican Party's deemed themselves, I mean, they've shown that they're just a group of cowards at this point. Well, you're you're confident you believe in science and you back up your beliefs with facts. Well, that eliminates me. Yeah, that eliminates you right, right there. Right? I mean, that's... So, at any rate, we want to thank you for joining us. We are sorry it is late uh, regarding the podcast. Again, I wish I could set a day where it's going to get done, but with schoolwork, it's really difficult. Hopefully within the next month, I'm going to be able to change that up a little bit. Please, everyone be safe. Uh, again, wear masks, practice social distancing. Um, if you read something, don't just take it for fact. Investigate it a little bit Agreed. before you post it. Don't just post something blindly. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully we, uh, we'll we be back next week and can talk about something interesting. And Maybe there's somebody else that you can rant about. Or it'll be Marco Rubio again. Yeah, or maybe maybe Ferrari will go off on Marco Rubio. Hey, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much.